0: patrice radio is here to spice your world and flavor your airwaves with quality content. always you can access them via our youtube handle at patrice radio live do well to subscribe like and comment enjoy A better Nigeria. Is it a myth or do we keep hoping?
1: Nigeria is a highly religious country. How come corruption tribes? Why is adoption not encouraged in Nigeria?
0: Is there a future for the Nigerian youth?
1: Being rich and famous, is that the only drive to be an artist?
0: What makes a great nation? Is it the leaders? What about the people? This
1: is Answers with Dr. Reggie. Hi, my name is Onari and this is Answers with Dr. Reggie where critical life issues are clarified. For a couple of weeks on the program, we've been talking about the role of the citizens in ensuring good governance. Today, I have in the studio, Adams Lojok. You're welcome, Adams.
2: Thank you. Obi Brown. Thanks, Anari.
1: And our chief resource person, Dr. Reggie. It's always good to have you guys. Thanks, Anari. All right, let's get to the discussions. Um, Adams, Sir, your Impute.
2: You said um, citizens don't support government. Hmm. That our duties are to support political parties. Now, can you clarify on that, sir? Why do you think we shouldn't support the government?
0: Okay, it's very good to first of all distinguish between support, you know, because most of our politicians don't know when that transition happens, where they are no longer politicians, but they're not supposed to be politicians or politicians who are now in government. And they still come to citizens to seek for understanding, to seek for support. The support ended with political activities for you seeking to go into that office. And what I mean there is not to say that citizens antagonize government unnecessarily. Mm -hmm. But I said that you don't want your government to come and ask you for support. You supported them to go and serve you when they get into service, your role is no longer your support. But rather, you want to make demands on them. You want to demand accountability. You want to remind them of all the promises they've made before getting into the place of governance. You see, when they needed support was when they didn't have the machinery of state to mm-hmm. carry any decision out. Mm-hmm. The moment they are now entrusted with machinery of state, that's the support that they now need. The way decisions the help so that maybe I should use the right word. Mm-hmm. The way you help them is by making demands on them. Because even every human being, we need a minimum level of pressure for our best to come out. So, but because of society such as ours, where political education is very low, citizens don't know that when that time shifts, their role also in governance, or maybe in government, must also shift. You know, in literal terms, it's really like, how does a boss get the best out of his staff because when these guys are really in government they are like our staff we are the boss Mm. right we are the boss we're paying them to serve us Mm. you know and the government don't need to understand this but citizens need to understand it so that like i said last week that if the government says i'm going to give you power you want to ask him or her when
1: Power being
0: electric so electricity. <laughs> <laughs> electricity. Okay, okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm gonna give you electricity when, and then you begin to wait on the ge- You may even go ahead and ask how to, to see whether this thing is realistic. Mm-hmm. But I said that to actually correct this attitude of government. you want to ask you know citizens to support them. You need to support. You. Let me also clarify here. I hope I'm not taking too much time. If it's a time of war, right? You want to back your government, especially when it's an external aggression. Mm. you want to back your government in by offering your service you volunteer in the military you do all those kind of things but when the nation is not at war the primary job of those in government is to make life livable for me Mm. and i don't care how they do it they must do it because that's what they said they're going to do so that's what i actually meant by that i hope i answered your question yes sir yeah Yeah.
2: thank you but honestly, I guess we're so far from that right now because you in, know in this immediate past transition period, we had agendas. You can't do anything about them. We're so far from what you're talking about. Yeah. you know. But how do we now begin to come closer? You know.
0: Yeah, I I I get the point. You know, we're far, but it's possible. It's difficult, but it's possible. And we have to start. And when we start, we must realize it's a very long journey. But because it's a very long journey and I want to do something profound, we have to start as small as possible, right? Mm-hmm. And first of all, let the citizens have a bit of interest mm-hmm. in political activities. Mm-hmm. The bulk of the citizens in Nigeria, th- those who are really in active politics are very few. They are too few for effective delivery of government services. They are still very few. You know, there a lot of people are see voters. <laughs> we are just electorates. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know. So we need to have a particular movement within the citizenry that can begin to and they are out there, it's only young people who really need to go into active political activities. Okay. You know. And having said that, I need to make this point up front that first of all, you want to get active in political activities, you need to know that you want to go there to serve. Mm-hmm. And then number two. Getting into political activities does not mean you are going to seek elective posts. It's a very wide field. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean you are going to seek elective posts. But. Alone. Sorry? Alone. Alone. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, because there are many other ways you can serve the polity. You can get into activism. Mm -hmm. You can begin to, you know, write some thoughts that are coming to you and put it in the public square. Mm -hmm. You know. But. Regardless of what you want to do, first of all, you need a platform. Okay. You need a platform. How do you begin to get that kind of platform? There are political groups out there now, maybe some civil societies, some political parties. Mm-hmm. I believe that this 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 civil society, the political group, the political parties, is free entry, free exit. Okay. So you want to get into this, you know, groups for you to get a platform. But if you know you have enough clout. And you really want to maybe do something quite profound. Maybe you want to go to your village and and maybe start something entirely new. Maybe that leads me to express this this warning thought that I've had. And it further goes to buttress what you said, that we're not there yet in terms of political education. Mm-hmm. That most politicians, budding politicians, greenhorns, their first shot at politics is to want to be a president. It's so embarrassing. I mean, I don't know how to qualify it. I remember, you know, this brilliant journalist who worked with Concord and started the ovation. Mm-hmm. You know, his first shot at politics, he was presidential candidate. You know, it, it's he's it, unheard of mm. in places where democracy has thrived. They want to first of all check your track record. Yes, yeah. mm. how many people have you served? At what level have you governed? So if somebody is going to start his political career, and on his CV. It is presidential candidate of a party. Mm-hmm. You know that this is mm-hmm. just an unserious person. Mm-hmm. You don't have any antecedent. You've not, you, you've not cut your teeth. You, you've not honed your skill. Mm-hmm. You know, so there are people like that. You don't make a difference only from the top. You can make a difference right from beneath. So that's, that's very important. But coming back to my earlier point, it's a very long journey. You know, This program, we actually looked at how to go into business. Those principles are the same. Okay. right? Mm-hmm. You want to go into politics, you must have seen a need. You must have seen a vacuum that you want to fit in right and then having seen that you want to build skill how do you build skill in political square in political space it is by developing the philosophy is by developing an ideology is by being an ardent reader Mm. you want to study the life of those who have who have been on that trail Mm. you know that's how you hone your skill. There was a time in this country where there was a lot of noise about what's happening in singapore and all those kind of things Mm -hmm. singapore is a product of a well-horned ideology Mm -hmm. a well-crafted philosophy and then planted in the hearts of humans who acted as foot soldiers for that silent revolution that took about 25 years so it didn't just happen we have a citizen really the youths they are bereft i'm so sorry of ideas of ideologies and you know it won't go far now mm. the political parties that we have right now they have ideologies whether the ideologies are running their activities is another thing mm-hmm. because of some yeah. progressive some um, which is the other one <laughs> you know, because the APC prize themselves as progressives. Yeah, so yeah. The the PDP, I don't know which one they but but <laughs> they all have ideologies, whether it drives you know what they do is now another thing. But we need to have a new breed of people who can join this present. My advice to the young ones is go and join the existing parties. I think mm. the two major political parties in Nigeria right now. Political parties are run by ideologies. And I say, it's another thing if the ideologies don't dictate or define their activities. Mm. All of them have it written. We need people, right? There's no political party who will write something, for instance, that we are here to embezzle, to loot the treasury. (laughs) No. (laughs) But they loot the treasury, which is against their ideology. We also need people who will come in there and always draw us back to what we said we want to do. You see, most ideologies are good, but most times it's the expression of the ideologies that get defective. So, it's very important that you can even go into those political parties and change the ideology. Hmm. Right? Okay. I'll say this much. You join the political party as a young man, you should also, you know, you should also begin to encourage your likes, right? To join that same political party so that you can eventually create a critical mass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. That much I'll say. Mm. Right? Yeah. Mm. You can effectively create a critical mass because mm. politics is about numbers. Mm. It's about numbers. right,
2: mm-hmm. right, Dr. Reggie. So I'm thinking to myself as a young man, a professional, uh, a technocrat, all right, who wants to be active in politics. But there are two things in my mind. Perhaps I live in a place where I cannot really seek for political office, elected office at all, right? No matter the level. But I still want to be active. Yeah. All right. So what are the options open to me? Right? And I'm particularly maybe talking about some kind of activism. What are the flavors of activism that, you know, are open to me so that I could uh be a little bit more vocal about my philosophies about my thoughts and things like that
0: yeah you can you know and it's even quite easier today i mean in the age of social media you can blog and then if it's good and you stay with it and you are not moved by how many people read it by your first or second blog right Mm -hmm. if you are not moved by that and you stay with it that's a very good way because those who pressure the government are more influential they are more effective, as far as I'm concerned, mm-hmm. much more than those who actually do governance. You mm-hmm. know, so that's that's one effective way. And then you can take it from there. You say you are a professional. You you can look at a politician, a budding politician, an aspiring politician with a good ideology, mm-hmm. with a good philosophy. You want to fund it. You know, okay. you want to give the guy a prominence. You see, in societies where politics has really thrived, what aspiring what seekers of political office do is to sell their vision to people so people actually fund the vision not the person mm. they fund the fund division you know so this is another area that nigerians should look at you don't have to be the man on i mean right in front there you know but if you see somebody with good brains with a good mind with a good idea with good philosophy with good ideology mm-hmm. he's been able to articulate it to you and you can put your resources behind that you see and okay. that is why it's even even abroad you see that media houses actually endorse candidates if they know that this candidate will you know we do what's right so there are mm-hmm. many many you can join civil society groups you can actually sponsor curriculum maybe in schools that mm-hmm. can produce wonderful brilliant politicians mm. you can fund research right mm-hmm. for example one of the buttons I have in my heart is that there is no act- well articulated history of this country there are many books that have been written on it I think we should have some minds that can bring those things together mm. and really have you know a very credible not I mean th- there's no way you can write the history of a country and it's so holistic because people will always write from their different, but we need to first of all maybe go back to second. You can you can actually fund a whole agenda or a whole movement that we want to bring history back to schools.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So there are many ways, but let me give this general counsel here. Anyone desiring the greatness of Nigeria, we must see a very long journey. Mm-hmm. We must we must really be planning for something that's long, and you must be so selfless that. Whatever you are planning, you might not even be alive when those things will be happening, mm-hmm. right? So that's my counsel because the structure is wrong, it's defective. Whatever we build on it, it keep tumbling down. You know, in this country, I'm always, I'm always thinking up when people say we don't need to build strong people, we need to build strong institutions. That does, that doesn't make sense to me. What makes strong institutions are yeah. strong people. Yeah. Yeah. Now, how you measure now, the parameter you use to measure the strength of people now is what we need to look at. Okay. You know, institutions are lifeless without people. Hmm. So, it's not the problem of N P C It's a belief system that that runs right through the whole of the society. NNPC is not different from the civil service. You okay. know, so those are the kind of things. There are many areas. One of it is this program. We're contributing now to society. We're educating people. So there are a lot of things that people can do there to get active. But one thing is that you must know exactly that this is about service, Mm -hmm. right? And then you must know that there's an ideology, there's a philosophy that drives any kind of service for us to reach its intended end.
1: This is Answers with Dr. Reju, where critical life issues are clarified. Now, we've been on a discussion, and let Obi just continue from here.
2: Yeah, so just to continue from where you stopped we were still talking ideologies and philosophies. Yeah. Uh, what are sources of ideologies? How do people begin to craft ideologies and philosophies for themselves?
0: Ideologies are educational. People are taught. People develop it, right? You can develop it. There are very few people. I mean, the days of Karl Marx and all those kind of people. You know, people still do that today, but we're basically building on what has been done over the years. Mm-hmm. Now, the challenge we have in our, you know, in our society here in Nigeria is that most of the resources that we have, they are from abroad. Mm-hmm. So when you read these things, you need to put on a Nigerian Google. Mm-hmm. The principles are transferable. So when you read these materials, you need to contextualize it. That was the time it was really popular here for people to recommend Le Kuan Yew's book, From Third World to First. That's a very good book to read. That's a very fantastic book to read. But the size might intimidate you. <laughs> it's quite thick. But like I said, it's not enough to know the resources. It's necessary, but it's sufficient to read them and contextualize. You can read things about, you know, maybe watch the movie of the men who built America. Mm-hmm. And you can't transfer the principles to how we can because the way they built America might not work for Nigeria. Mm-hmm. We must be able to look at the principles that are transferable. Mm-hmm. Look at the quality of life which is universal. Mm-hmm. What runs right through those kind of things in the service. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They are doing something that is bigger than themselves. Mm-hmm. But we've not been able to do that here. You know, that's why the society is the backward. Mm-hmm. You know. So those are the kind of things. Okay, there are books that the likes of our were wrote, maybe Amadou Belou, I know those kind of people. Zeke, you know, it was quite studios. You, we can read those books. But again, we also need to know the time they wrote it, the information available to them,
1: mm.
0: which has significantly changed day right? So you must be able to transfer the principles to your present day reality to see how those things can work. You know, so that's, that's, um, that's my advice. And then we're still talking about this issue of developing ideologies and things like that. And you, and the question you asked about being a professional, you know, really is struck a chord in me. And what I've seen around is that we have professional politicians. Now that's not a good thing for any society. You go into active politics to go and serve, it must never be your source of livelihood. The whole debate in Nigeria now about the emolument of legislators, it must never be your source of livelihood. You know, as a teenager, I worked in the National Assembly in 1979.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, and I remember I worked with a committee, you know, I said the Committee on innovation. Those who know the history, they will know the chairman. I won't mention his name, mm-hmm. you know and i remember when because we used to work in the media and we sort of arrange interviews for him and we listen out as young as i was i always remember this phrase when he introduced himself my name is this i am a minor and i am a senator of the federal republic Hmm. he will first of all tell you his profession Mm -hmm. that's why you see that it's a it's a do or die thing I hope I'm not quoting anyone here Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you know it's a do or die thing the guy loses the election he fizzles out the next time you're going to see him is during the election Mm -hmm. you can't be a professional politician Mm -hmm. every serious-minded politician should have a source of livelihood so that when you leave service you go back to what you're doing in fact you use that to even support your quest to serve, that's really critical. Aspiring politicians, most of us are build a career. Build a career. Don't build a career in politics. Build a business. Build an outfit. Be doing something. Get into consultancy. You don't want to leave politics, active politics, serving in an office, and then you don't have anything to do. You are looking for the next election. Mm-hmm. That guy will never be able to serve effectively if your livelihood depends on it mm. i give an example that i you know an experience that i had in zambia you know i had this this interaction with a guy he's, he's the chairman of the chamber of commerce in zambia and he was appointed to serve as a minister of finance and we were talking about at this time he was out of office and he said something that really blew me away he said the time the uh, maybe about six years that he served as minister of finance there was the most trying times of his life That even got to a point that to be able to keep his kids in school became a problem financially Mm. because his business went down because he didn't have time for it. This this man is a farmer. If he lives on his farm, Mm -hmm. if you eat anything in his house, it's from his farm. You know, he said you could not really put an eye on that farm. You know, and I said, wow, that's different from where I'm coming from. Mm -hmm. When you going to government (laughs) in my country? That's where all your kids go abroad. you know. And I looked at it that this man did not plan for public service. Hmm. He didn't put a structure in place. If he has the ambition to go into public service hmm. and he has a business, the way he runs that business must be in such a way that the business can run without About him. Mm. So those are the kind of things I would advise. Public service shouldn't ruin your business. And you know that way, because you go into government, people are watching you. You don't even award a contract to your business.
1: Hmm.
0: It's unethical. So that business must be able to live without you. Hmm. Right? So if you want to change this society, these realities have to change. You know, what are the antecedents of our political players, these leaders? What, kind of, what have they done outside of politics? If they have not done anything outside of politics, you can be assured of one thing. They only meet people in campaign grounds. Hmm. They don't know them. If I have not worked in the company, if I have not worked in any kind of an establishment, I have not interacted with people. I only meet them in camping grounds. They don't know how people feel. And you can't serve those that you don't know how they feel. Mm I think I'll stop there. Okay, uh-huh.
1: just taking you back to um, seven people and how they feel, um, and taking you back to what you've said before about pressure groups, mm. it's known that in Nigeria, specifically because of the level of our political consciousness and awareness and activism, pressure groups don't have enough voice as they should have. You know, so people come together you know and they have a burden probably a campaign promises you know they come together to make sure that this government fulfilled their campaign promises how
0: do they get their voice heard sustained protest you must be willing to stay there until they hear mm. Mm. right you see the truth is your voice is just one of many right mm-hmm. and when have they heard not when they have done what you want them to do but at least they have responded it's success for the legislators now to begin to talk about their you know their monuments. Mm-hmm. forget the freedom of information bill it's mm-hmm. not working mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. it's not working forget about it and it's not working not because of those who passed it because of citizens mm-hmm. we're not making enough demands people don't know that you have the right to know the details of the budget of nigeria right so it's very very important that we know how to initiate a particular protest sustain it stay with it until they hear but remember what i said maybe in the first episode when we discussed this issue of activism over the years the voice of the citizens has been weakened because an economically weak citizenry they didn't really have enough nerve you know to be able to sustain a protest to mm. keep the voice out there yeah. mm. to keep the voice out there because, you know, you, you can't fight any cause without, without an economic teeth. But like I said also, having said that, we must also know that you don't have to start with a strong economic teeth. That particular activism can pick up strength with time. Mm. But if you see an activist or an activism, a particular project that goes on for a very long time, forget it. It has received some economy. The BBOG, I'm very sure it can't be out there for that long if they have not received some sort of economic it it might not even be physical money but some noted voices some noted personalities they picked interest in it and they keep it out there Mm -hmm. to keep that voice that requires a lot of resources but you don't have to start the house from the roof Mm -hmm. you must be able to stake it and then let the team build his own life Mm build his own life it requires you staying there i remember in this country when that foremost journalist was killed you know uh, at yes Mm -hmm. for years every newspaper in this country Mm. put it who killed elegiwa who killed elegiwa it was Mm. there Mm. there was a man who fought that thing to his grave Mm. that's Mm. ghanifer he fought that thing to his grave and i remember when the son took over his chambers and everything he said we are going to continue there's no time today that they still talk about the birthday or the day the guy was killed and the way that maybe there are lectures about it maybe they you know so it's there you don't know one day one government will come when the citizen in the country that don't even know who the league is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i said we need to revisit this case mm-hmm. right yeah so you need to keep it there that's why i said if you really want to do this thing you must be so selfless that when the results are showing you might not even be here that's how to sustain it.
1: Thank you for another thought-provoking episode of Answers with Dr. Regu. Thank you, Dr. Regu. Thank you so much. Enough. Thank you, Adams. Thank you, Obi. And to the listeners, thank you for listening. Join us again
0: on Answers with Dr. Reju, where critical life issues are clarified.